Hey, it's Ashley. If you haven't yet listened to the trailer, you really need to go back and take a listen so you don't miss the important parts here. This isn't a knock on your intelligence, it's just that we humans really like to cherry pick. And what we often leave out is taking responsibility and taking action. I feel really conflicted giving people more content to consume. We need to listen less to people with a platform and listen more to the people with whom we share our lives. But if you're willing to use this podcast as inspiration to open up a new conversation with the woman or man with whom you share a home and a family and a bed, let's get busy. Hey, hello everyone. Official episode one right here. This podcast has been two years in the making. A little backstory. It was the fall of 2020 in the thick of pandemic when I posted my first how to keep monogamy hot video. My online platform exploded virtually overnight. I'd been sharing my thoughts on teamwork, partnership and parenting publicly and had been growing an audience steadily but slowly about 500 new followers a year for four years. After I posted that video, my audience grew by 55,000 people in 45 days. And my mind was blown. My mind was blown that my basic advice on communication was impactful for so many people. That first video, How to Keep Monogamy Hot, part one, it merely suggested that you speak to your partner and ask them what time of the day they prefer intimacy. I didn't realize that millions of people were going to bed every night, wondering if sex was going to happen, if their partner would initiate, or if their partner would respond to their initiation. See, I can't handle that kind of uncertainty in my life, and I don't think you should either. I think we each have more agency than we realize to proactively improve our relationship dynamics. Don't wait until the next fight to make things better do it now. In this episode, I have strategies for you to take ownership of your own satisfaction in and outside the bedroom. So forget big dick energy. What we all need to feel sexier and more confident is main character energy. If you're ready for that, welcome. I'm Ashley Renard, and this is Keeping It Hot. This episode of Keeping It Hot is brought to you by Splash Blanket. If you don't know why I think a dedicated intimacy bed covering is the first thing you need to add to your bedroom, then you have some catching up to do. But you're here, so you're gonna get caught up real quick. Bottom line, you need a sex blanket, and Splash Blanket is the world's first, and in my opinion, the best, waterproof, luxurious bed covering. Splash Blanket covers it all, so you can get it on. My career for 23 years was coaching synchronized skating. So I would have 12 to 20 athletes on each team. And my job was to make them look exactly the same as each other. Okay. Synchronized skating. So for those of you who haven't experienced it before, it's just like synchronized swimming, but the water's frozen. So what I needed to do was look at them from different angles and go, okay, 
I have, I have these 18 athletes who are different heights, different body shapes and sizes, different abilities as far as technical skill, different levels of grace and, you know, athleticism, everything. How do I make them look all the same? Okay. So what I do is I can look at something. I can look at people and go, Ooh, actually here is the common trait that all of you share. We're going to be pirates. Okay. I would look at them and think, what, what do we all have in common that then we could with confidence perform? We could create a story around this that would be plausible, that would be believable. So I got really good without even knowing it at looking at people from different angles and going, okay, wait a minute. You seem a little hard to work with, but oh, here, you're really strong here. So Essentially, I was a cooperation whisperer, teaching teenage girls how to get along with each other and how to accept that I would be giving them direction as far as how we were going to achieve our common goals. And for them to have that openness and that willingness to not be the boss, not be in charge, not have control, yet still feel that their needs were being met and that they were expanding getting more joy, getting more experience, increasing their athleticism, getting medals, they were really benefiting from the situation. So after I posted that first video about how to keep monogamy hot, I told you I've been growing really slowly, like 500 followers a year for four years. In the next 45 days, my audience grew by 55,000 people. I was blown away that so many people were craving really simple, applicable advice on how to communicate to their partner about sex. Now, I make videos mostly about intimacy, but no one really wants to talk about sex in my DMs. Everyone wants to talk about feelings because the reasons why a couple would have trouble cooperating in a marriage are very similar to the reasons why two Teenage girls would have trouble cooperating on a skating team, okay? The reason why is we think the other person, if we let the other person get what they want, it is going to go contrary to our best interests. We have this push-pull feeling that I need to stand my ground. I need to hold on to control. I need to really maintain the certainty that I need and I want in order to trust that other person. And what I'm really, really good at is helping people find common ground. So if a man will text or DM me and say, hey, I saw your video and it made me think about X, Y, and Z in my own marriage. And I was wondering, what do you think of this? And I'll say, well, I don't know. What what does your wife say when you ask her that? And he'll say, just give me a minute. He'll get back to me and he'll go, she said this, right? Because he'll ask her right in that moment. And what I can do is look at what he said and what she said and say, oh, well, you are actually agreeing on all of these points. You have all this common ground already. Ice time is expensive. So when I was coaching my skaters, I would have about 30 seconds when I would stop the music and I would have seen what I was like, I saw what they did, right? An element's not working. The cooperation's not jiving. Something's not right. Either what they're doing or the choreography that I gave them. I would have to identify the issue, stop the music. Within 30 seconds, I need to remind them that we're all on the same team, help them feel safe, tell them that I want them to do something yet again that is different and hard for them to do and send them on their way with 
a clear enough explanation for what to do that they could execute. If you're thinking about you're not very happy about the state of your sex life right now, or you're not very happy about your level of communication or joy or partnership with your spouse as you're you know, making plans for the holidays and looking at the needs of the family and the kids. There are all of these different reasons why it's hard to feel like we're on the same team. What I think we do in marriage is we set ourselves up with this imaginary paradigm. It's not real. I want everybody to know this. And if when I say this, you say, Ashley, I was with you till that, but that's really true. I want you to just pause. I want you to pause and say, okay, wait a minute. What if I allowed myself to believe that's true? Even for a minute, five minutes, right? The rest of this afternoon, how would I behave differently? Because this, this, our own behavior, our habits, our autopilot for how we interact with other people, it is the biggest thing that is holding us back from our relationships with other people changing. And it's the biggest thing that's holding us back from making changes at work or in our career or in our health. Okay, it is, it is. And I'm not going to bypass any real issues here. What I want to show you and what I want to invite you to consider is we have way more agency and way more power than we think. There are certain things we can't control. And we spend so much time and energy reminding ourselves that we can't do anything about that by the way we direct our focus. I'm not saying put your head in the sand. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying if you want to be happier today, you can be happier today. You don't need you don't need your spouse to do something different differently. You don't need to you know them to be like, "Yep, love oral sex. I want to do it every day, 7 times a day now." You don't you don't need them to say, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to loosen up about the budget. I'm not going to be like such so anal about it." You don't need them to hire a, a house cleaning service and pay for it joyfully. You don't need any of those things to feel better. You can make little tiny recalibrations in the way you feel without anyone around you changing. I find this incredibly annoying sometimes. It should feel empowering, and it is. We're going to get to that. But at the bottom of that, I find it annoying because it would really, really feel better for me. If I could just say, Manny, I, I want to feel better today, make it happen. If I could look at my kids and go, mommy, mommy had a had a busy week traveling for work last week. Could you just be perfect so everything's perfect for me? It would be easier for me if I could just ask the people around me to be perfect so I could feel better. Do we really want to ask this of anyone? Put a one in the chat if you have ever felt like, Anything less than perfect from you is going to set someone else off. We don't want to actually put that pressure on anyone else. We want to say, no, 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 that the buck stops here. That control and manipulation stops here. That's maybe a pattern that's been used on us. Maybe it's even a pattern that we've used on other people. Let's just say, let's just say right now that, um, yeah, it is a pattern that we have experienced and that we have used on other people. And let's just, let's just put that on the table right now that that's okay. We don't have to have exhibited perfect behavior in the past in order to trust ourselves to make good steps moving forward. The fact that we can look at our past and our current habits and say, oh, 
yeah, that's not exactly how I would like to be. And I have the enough awareness to say, yeah, this is the direction I would love to go with that. You don't have to know, you don't have to picture the perfect scenario or the miracle playing out perfectly in order for it to happen. You just have to identify, what would it feel like to feel a little bit better? And then we start just two degrees, two degrees, just recalibrating towards that. What I want from all of you is to consider right now, the biggest sticking point in your marriage and put just one word in the chat that identifies it. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to um, disclose to all of us what it is, but I want you to put it in the chat. The one word that's the sticking point right now, whether it's like cooperation, frequency, patience, listening, affection, whatever it is for you, that's, that's the part that you wish if you're like, if only that would change in my marriage, things would be easier. If only that would change. And if your marriage is rocking right now, that is amazing. And I hope your partner's in this group too. How would you act differently? This is what I want everyone to ask yourself. If your partner listened the way that you really hoped they would, how would you speak? What kind of clarity would you have in your communication if you knew they would understand you the first time you said it? How would you walk into conversations with more confidence, knowing that you're going to be heard? How would you maybe, with your body language and with your vibration and with your certainty, communicate more effectively if you believed that they were going to hear you? We all, and I'm going to say this slowly, because for some of us, our daily observances don't jive with this and aren't going to say that this is true, but this is what I know for sure. We all want to have loving relationships. We all want to be happy. We all want to be seen for who we really are. We all want to know that who we really are is enough. We don't want to fight. Our default is not conflict. It can feel easier than this. So what I want to invite you to consider when we are talking about getting our needs met in a partnership, especially in a marriage, okay? Because put a one in the chat if you have different friends you go to when you have different needs. You know, you have the friend that you text when you have really, really good news to share right? Because they are going to be excited for you. They're going to be like, fucking yes, I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. They're not going to be jealous. They're your, they're in your corner for your success. Okay. What if you have a friend who you text, who, when you like do something really stupid, like, oh my God, you are not going to believe it. I left my menstrual cup on the counter when the hot contractor came over to the bathroom. I've done that. You know, just hypothetically, hypothetically, menstrual cup sitting right there. Who do you go to when something is great? Who do you go to when something's awful? Who do you go to when you want to share a laugh? Okay, so we have these different friends who match up to a different part of us. You're the friend that you go to when when you're sad. That doesn't mean that friend is incapable of sharing a joke with you. It's just that 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 dynamic, that emotional makeup that you that you exhibit, that you are when you're feeling sad, they're a match for that in a way that feels really good. 
Now, what we do with our partners so often is we keep poking into the part of them that is not the easiest match for what we need in that emotion. And we go, this is where you never can hear me. This is where you never are going to be able to support me when I'm sad like this or when I'm feeling like this. Okay. That's what we do. We look at their weaknesses and we poke. Okay. I want to invite you to stop the poking for one second or one week and consider that we are with our partner, our partners. Just, just go with me on this. Cause some of you might be like, no, I just picked wrong. Okay. For a long time, I thought that I wasn't happy in my marriage because I picked the wrong guy. Those of you who know me in real life, Nobody who sees me and Manny together in real life, I think, thinks that I picked the wrong guy or that I even picked him. The perfect guy in the world picked me. The perfect guy in the whole world picked me. Our hearts chose each other. As we, as married people, go from the meeting each other, honeymoon type phase, and then we start living out real life together, and maybe we buy a house or rent a, rent a space. And maybe we have kids and maybe we have pets and maybe we are expanding in our careers at a really uncertain pace. And a lot of stressors start coming up for us. We hear words come out of our mouth that we never thought we would say to our kids. We feel pressure financially that our parents felt, but we, we said to ourselves, no, that's never going to happen to me. Okay. All of these pieces of life start flying at us in a very real and grown up way. When we start living life as adults with our spouse, it is really easy as these little triggers from your past come up for you and come up for your partner to start looking at the ways that you are different and thinking that's why we're never going to be happy. Put a one in the chat if there's something about your partner that you have ever thought to yourself and that's never going to change. He's, they're always going to do that instead of thinking. I'm so glad that's a part of them that I can rely on always. It's, it hits you in the other way. But I don't know if I can ever be happy because of X. Because this person I committed myself to, till death do us part. I mean, doesn't that seem a little extreme? It doesn't that seem like just a little extreme, right? That we pledge for like my whole life. Yeah, I'm going to do this for my whole life. But here we are. Here we are. And I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I think it can be an incredible opportunity for growth. Every one of us gets to consider the possibility that we are absolutely with the perfect partner for our growth in this lifetime. And that our growth in this lifetime doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going to struggle and I'm going to work through karma and I'm going to learn and I'm going to become more grateful because things are so hard. No, we get to experience with our spouse through joy, through expansion through fucking financial success, through great sex, through traveling to amazing places. You are doing life with this person. So live it up. You, the two of you living it up is the sign that your marriage is healthy. Reason number one, I think you need a sex blanket and why Splash Blanket is my favorite. One of the biggest reasons we switched from a cleanup towel to a dedicated intimacy bed covering I mean, a full-size blanket to cover the entire bed was because I think it's super fun to use lube and body oil, even for quickies. 
Lubing up any parts of your body that are going to be touching your partners is fun and feels so much better than dry skin on dry skin. Even a 60 second massage can help transition from work mode or parenting mode into sexy time mode. I absolutely love Splash Blanket. It's 100% waterproof. It can hold up to one liter of fluid. Now that's a big splash. It comes in beautiful colors, it's super soft, and it's machine washable and dryer safe. Check it out at splashblanket.us and use code KEEPINGITHOT for 11% off. Put a one in the chat, if you know what I mean, or would like to feel that, at least. That you and your partner, it's not just like, oh, okay, how much do I need to lower my expectations about this or that because they're really set in their ways and I know they're not going to change. What if, what if you created the space in your marriage and in your life to say, today, I think I'm going to learn something else fucking fantastic about my spouse and about myself. You're together for a reason. And even if you have debt, even if you're unsure about career choices, even if there are things you're struggling with in your parenting right now, I have to tell you the fact that you are here, you are doing so great. You and your partner are doing such a great job for each other and for your kids, if you have them, or for anybody else in your extended family, you are doing great. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that. Have any of us been perfect? No, I fell in love with another man, right? If you guys, if you guys have read Swing, you'll really see. I went through the ringer with reevaluating what I thought was important, reevaluating what needed to be laid out in a row, what needed to, what boxes need to be needed to be checked before I could be happy. And the answer is none of them. The answer is I was born, check. I was born, so I'm allowed to be happy. And I want every one of you to know that too. Here's your keeping it hot tip of the day. Make a quickie script, like a wish list. If you only have 20 minutes to have the sex of your dreams, what do you do? Nipple play, toys, heavy makeout session? It's up to you. Write out your script and then compare it with your partner. And if you can't get a climax in 20 minutes, what do you need to have happen beforehand to get you in the right frame of mind and in a receptive mode in your body? Do you need to take a walk or read a chapter of a sexy novel? Or my favorite, listen to an erotic audio story. What would put you in the mood? Ask your partner the same and make it happen. Do any of you have any strategies right now for getting yourself out of that space of stuckness? Or is that why you're here right now? Because you can only get so far and then you get stuck in the same place. I used to think that getting stuck in the same place over and over and over in my parenting, in my career, in my marriage was a sign that I was barking up the wrong tree. I thought it was a sign that I should just stop wanting what I want. Can you guys put a one in the chat if you've ever thought that? That you really want something, but the more you ask for it, the more that other person says like, stop already, no. Or the more, the more proof you get 
in your outer world from your kids, your boss or whatever, that it's just not going to happen. When people say no to me, my knee jerk reaction is to think, because I never should have asked for that because I never should have wanted it. A nicer woman wouldn't want that. She wouldn't need that. She would just feel happy just because, just because there are these people around her who maybe would love her or take care of Like she shouldn't want anything from them. The fact that like, she's even just there in proximity to other should be enough. So I would back off from asking people for things. What I would do, and I think what a lot of us do when we don't get what we want from someone, we don't get what we're asking for, is we retreat. And if we can't do it ourselves, then we're resentful. All of those things that you would love to have in your life, even if you have no idea how you would ever have them, especially, especially if you have no idea how you would ever actually get them, right? Like, Put a one in the chat if you know some things, if you were in a different lifetime right now, how you would have done things differently, like where you would live or where you would go to school or all of these things, right? Put a one in the chat if you have like a little list of like, if I could do it again, or if I hadn't have gone to that college, or we didn't have family here, or like if all bets were off, like if you really, it was like choose your own, own adventure and it was like plot twist today, put a one in the chat, something you would do differently. So this is what I want to invite you to consider. Those things that you would do differently, those things that are like, ah, these dreams, but they seem so out of reach. What if, what if your spouse and your family unit that you have right now, exactly how you have it right now, is the perfect incubator for those things that you want? What if you are actually in the perfect conditions right now with the perfect support team, your people, like out of all the people you met in the world before you met your spouse, you decided your spouse was the best one for you. Whenever I think of that now, being with Manny for 20 years and being married 17, it blows my mind because the level of adoration and reverence and just absolute joy I have for being in the presence of this one person who I thought out of everyone I've ever met, that's the one who I want to do life with. That level of joy and absolute delight in that person is very different from how I treat him and what I feel about him on a daily basis. From one to a hundred, right? If, if this is a hundred and this is, you know, treating someone like absolute shit, where do you land on there during the day in the way you actually think about your partner? Tell me, between zero and 100, 100 is like that adoration, 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 like worshiping that person in this way that's like, you're, you're not making them a god. You're like, this is my partner who helps me be better at everything. Out of all the people in the world, I chose this person to do life with. That person, right? And then, you know, the absolute worst you've ever felt about anybody on a continuum like 50, 70, right? We're over 50. So we like them more than we hate them. Okay. We like them. 50 means equal parts, right? And I would say, I would say at the hardest point in my marriage, I would have been at about a 20%. I want you to think of what, what level you're actually operating at. This is one of the reasons that people have gravitated to my content. People are dissatisfied 
right? I'd say we're all, unless we're at a hundred, we're all somewhat dissatisfied and we want to feel better. And what we do is we look around and go, but all of these bozos need to shape up first. Everybody else needs to do something different so I can feel okay. That's narcissism, actually. That's actually narcissism. Um, that is that is very, very closely in, you know, a lot of the habits of narcissism and codependency are the same, right? They really are. We manipulate a situation to try to get someone to feel a certain way. In codependency, we're manipulating, manipulating situations so that people around us don't freak out. And so what we're doing is actually we're keeping them stuck in their very bad patterns of treating people. What we can do if we want to feel more satisfied is say, huh, what can I do right now to make myself feel more satisfied? So that maybe instead of a 50, I'm at a 60 or 70, 80. What does it feel like when you go like on a family vacation or you go to an amusement park or, you know, your kid sees Mickey Mouse or whatever? When you're like in that very short pocket of time where it's just like magic, there's this interesting, interesting flavor of my content that it's like, hey, you want to have hot sex? All right, here are the things. So there is this opening for a lot of men because a lot of men have been taught that the only things they can care about are sports, money, and sex, right? My content says, hey, care about sex? All right, well, then we're going to have to talk about feelings. And we're going to have to talk about equitable partnership. And we're going to actually have to talk about cooperation and communication and expectations and energy and how we are as humans. Because how we are, how you do one thing is how you do all things. So if you want to like have a great relationship that like culminates a couple times a week in some like physical fireworks, okay, you got some work to do. And men are going, I'll do anything. What, what do you want me to do? And a lot of women are saying, well, I've been asking you to do a lot of things for a long time, but men are saying, but I, I get now why I need to change in order for our relationship to change. I get now that it's not just about you actually following through when you say, I want to have sex later tonight. And then you get tired or something happens with the kids and you don't like a lot, a lot of, a lot of partners are like, that's what needs to change is you need to, you need to actually, you know, follow through on commitments that we make to each other because that time together is important. And now instead they're saying, oh, it's not up to that. There are so many other things I can do to feel connected with my wife and to really make our sex this fun priority for the two of us. That it's not like I'm, I'm convincing her to do it. It's not like she has to convince him, like people are getting on a more level playing field and saying to each other, oh, that's how cooperation works. They go into the bedroom and they have an incredible, incredible after dark session or they do their own sexy Saturday afternoon and they have incredible fun. And then they go, it feels so much better when we're working as a team. And maybe they say those words to each other and maybe they don't. Maybe they just walk out of the bedroom and the next time one of them asks the other to do something around the house or to take care of something, the goodwill that the partner who just received the request feels in saying yes is like something they haven't felt in years. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but in the bedroom, there's always room to learn. 
Show your willingness to try new things with the After Dark Workshops. They're private, recorded, guided pleasure practices from trained tantric coaches and sex therapists. Go to keepingithot.com for our single workshops and bundles. Topics include oral and manual for him, oral and manual for her, intro to dirty talk, intro to squirting, secrets of female pleasure, control your ejaculation masterclass for men, and more. Workshops start at $25. It's the cheapest and sexiest date night you can get. Check out the After Dark Workshops at keepingithot.com. When you feel appreciated and then you get to take the action, it's a completely different ballgame. Even if you take the same action, if you are doing it with a more open heart and more love and no resentment building up for your partner, that's how things get better and better and better. Cooperation is not hard. Success in the bedroom is not hard. A lot of us are here to be leaders and teachers. But in our marriages, the thing we are here to be is a learner. The biggest blind spot we can have is to assume we know anything about how someone else is reading a situation. Opening our curiosity to learn more about the communication is what is going to lead to that feeling of connection, that feeling of joy, and the incredible new experiences, adventures you can have in your marriage. Life is meant to be an adventure, and a lot of us are waiting to get to the exciting part. If you are waiting to get to the exciting part, you're actually putting yourself in the position to be an extra in your own movie. The hero of a story does not wait for the exciting part. Usually what happens is they trip in a big hole and they go, oh, didn't expect to be down here. And they figure out how to get out of it. And they bump into things along the way. And usually there's this one, there's the bad guy. There's the one person who's like trying to like, you know, trip them every time they get up, they knock them down again. For most of us, that person's not really a person. For some, it will be. But for most of us, uh, that, that bad guy's a fear we have about ourselves. I won't be loved that way. Won't be appreciated that way. Like it really, really kind of comes to abandonment pretty quickly that if I'm really me, some people are going to have a problem with that. A lot of us did not have the models of who we want to be. So the absolute most generous thing we could do for our kids is to become the parent and the spouse right? Become, become the wife that you would want your kid to be or marry, right? Become the husband that you would want your kid to be or marry. You want your kids to like love their spouse, right? And feel loved and let life be more of the adventure that it's supposed to be. And the way that we do that is through our actions, not through our words. When you get to the happy ending and that hero gets the thing that they were going for, everyone who is in the hero's corner gets their little prize too. So us feeling better, us getting more of what we want, doesn't take away from our partner, doesn't take away from our kids. It actually is taking a stand for, yes, life gets to feel better than this for all of us. We get to feel happier. We get to feel more connected. Sometimes we are not the best versions of ourselves, but we are a family where people are loved.
And we are a family where we experience joy. And we are a family where we prioritize feeling good. It's actually like a really, really low bar to set, but we've all been conditioned in so many ways to strive that we really ignore what's right there right now. This episode is coming to an end and I don't want it to finish before you take action. Take a screenshot of this episode and text it to your spouse. Let them know you're thinking of them and how you can better your relationship. If you both need a little handholding, grab Keeping It Hot, the workbook for fun, low pressure conversation starters to get to know each other on a whole new level. Or if you want to rip the bandaid off, if you want your dynamic with your partner to take a leap forward while you also dig deeper and fast, read Swing. The audiobook is on Audible and I narrate it. You can also request the paperback or the ebook from your local library. Whatever action you decide to take, be proud. It takes courage to move the plot of your story forward, even just a little bit. And small steps every day really do add up. Keeping It Hot with Ashley Renard is a production of Manitoba Woman Media, produced by Elizabeth Krauss. Original music by Echo Drop. Production assistance by Lauren Petraglia.